Hi, welcome to the Theta Game Podcast, the official podcast at ThetaGame.com. I'm your host, Juni, and thanks for tuning in. These are only my opinions, and anything said in this podcast and future podcasts should not be considered financial advice. I have stock positions in nothing. Thank you. All right, uh, this week is very light on earnings and for good merit because uh, the CPI number comes out on Tuesday. The Consumer Price Index, or CPI, is the number that uh, kind of lets the consumer know uh, what the percentage of inflation is. There are two types of numbers, but we won't get into that today. Um, but for both of those numbers, yeah, we are looking for that number to be low. Um, last month, it was reported uh, to be lower um, than the previous month, um, and that's a good thing. We want inflation to go down, but it didn't go down quite a lot. Um, it was the very first indication that we might have found the apex of inflation. So this uh, month, this report will confirm a lot of it. Energy has gone down. Gas prices are lower, though it might not feel like it in some places. Um, but rent has been really high. Uh, the cost of living has been very high. Um, so we'll see if that kind of offsets the energy um, energy inflation. Uh, the CPI is a culmination of lots of different things like food, energy, shelter. Um, and then there's like uh, one version for that affects everybody. And there's one version that affects um, the people that are not rural. There's there's all there's all types of um, different uh, kind of metrics baked into those. But uh, we could go on forever um, kind of depicting between the two. Um, but I'll leave it up to you to kind of do your own due diligence there. Uh, just know that we are hoping for a number that is lower than last month. Last month's number was not that much lower than the month previous of that, which is uh, to be known as right now the apex of inflation. Um, if uh, the CPI number comes in above last month, it will indicate that we have not found the peak of inflation yet, and that will be uh, scary for all the finance people out there. Uh, if we come in lower it will be great news because it will tell us that, hey, you know, we are finally downtrending from the recent inflation spike that we've had. But here's the here's the kicker. You don't know whether or not the market will go up or down because of that news, because uh, inflation going down might sound bullish, right? Everyone's like back on track. Companies are making more money off the dollar. But that does mean um, there is a case in point for uh, inf uh, them to continue raising rates because hey, you know, we're continuing downtrend with these aggressive rate hikes and uh, They're gonna maybe continue those because we're doing so well combating inf inflation But then there's also the flip side where they view us combating inflation well enough with our current rate hikes where there is a possible motive to pause or maybe raise them at a lesser percentage you know maybe instead of 0.75 we raise rates instead um, instead of to 0.50 and then that can also be seen as bullish there's all kinds of ways you can warp this type of news and my biggest uh piece of advice i could give here is just make sure that you're not trying to play on any sort of outcome uh don't try to play like oh i think the market will go up because of this i think the market will go down because of this right now the time where you really need to make sure you're looking at your own portfolio and what makes the most sense to you um like for example if you have a lot of stock and maybe you have no options at all then you know you don't really miss out on anything uh waiting for the cpi number to come in 
first prior to making an options play, right? Uh, so what that means is you have a bunch of stock and instead of buying and buying a whole bunch of stock right now and then betting that the market will go up so you capitalize on those gains by buying a whole bunch of shares rather why don't you just wait miss out on a couple bucks if the market does go up and then buy more stock then um, if the market goes down well hey you just saved a bunch of money by not buying uh, like right before a huge CPI report now if you have a whole bunch of options right maybe you have a whole bunch of options and a whole bunch of stock you know, you can capitalize on this type of decision by possibly writing some aggressive covered calls. Maybe you're trying to do some delta hedging. All, all these types of strategies that kind of keep you safer in the very short term. Maybe you're writing covered calls that are weekly. Um, yes, they can cap your gains, but this type of market environment right now is not about uh, maxing, maximizing gains. It's definitely just like not losing your shirt, kind of just like head to the floor or head, head, head down, just like trade it, trade through it if you if you need to. You're not trying to do these like uh, trades that kind of require your arm and leg as collateral. Um, and yeah, you just want to make sure that uh, you're taking full advantage of you know making sure that you know that waiting for a few more days can give you so much more information than if you acted today right like the cost uh, and risk reward ratio of this specific time frame you have to be really cognizant of because if you if you decide to go all in or do some sort of crazy play on like Monday morning or just on Monday um, you're going to possibly kick yourself and real quickly before uh, getting into the next section, the reason why um, you know I I say like wait a lot of the time right now is because it can be very frustrating to sit still uh, when there's all these different types of news pieces like kind of like rushing to get in front of your face. Everyone's writing the most clickbaity title. Like people and news outlets are really really trying to get your attention and it can feel really bad if you are not making moves or you know reciprocating that sort of energy back into the market this is just a really quick reminder that you don't need to give back to the market um, for what you get from it like there are so many data points that you can always get from the market all the time so many different opinions so many different people talking but um, I would have to say uh, waiting for just a few more hours can mean the, the biggest difference if you know you put your mindset in a world where right now might not be the best time to maximize your gains but rather it's just maximizing the risk reward ratio that you put on yourself for the trades that you do make right I think right now although I mentioned before you know heads down trading I think right now is not the time where you go for volume and trades because these really volatile whips up and down can really ruin any sort of strategy um, you know you can be even like the most dedicated theta game trader right where you do 70% probability or greater trades all the time but I would say like right now this time frame you can really get got and these 70% trades of prob probability profit aren't truly 70% it really doesn't feel like it um, when putting um, these trades on just because of the volatility that we have in the market right now. Some people might say like, oh man, you know, the volatility right now is great. You know, you're getting paid a lot to sell these options. But I've done this for a pretty long time and I have to say like right now, the amount of volatility that uh, is in the market, 
like I'm not getting fairly paid for it, and so I'm trying. I'm choosing to be very choosy with my trades. So I'm not going for volume. I'm not going for like as many spreads as I can write, as many cash security puts as I can write, because that was a very 2020, 21 uh, like a uh, type of uh, trading strategy, right? Like I understood that the macro environment was very bullish. The rally was very strong. Everyone felt it, right? Uh, so I felt like it was best to keep um, all the capital deployed um, and whatnot. But this time around, I think there are room, there is room for like a, like a good few trades here and there, but they're very, um, they're rare. And that's just the best word I could put out for it. Like you can't just assume that, uh, you know, you, you can find a good trade every day. I think that is a recipe for disaster. So just be choosy. You can wait for data that you want to wait for. For, for example, this CPI number is very important for me. Uh, as you all know, I'm like all cash in my options portfolio. I have $197,000 um, sitting on a 14K loss. Um, and I'm currently still beating SPY and QQQ despite the, the rally that we've had. Um, but this CPI number, if we rally hard, great. I pick up just where I left off and I'll still be beating QQQ and SPY and uh, I'll dollar cost average back into my favorite stocks, kind of weigh, it, weigh out the, the potential uh, you know, dead cat bounce this could be. If we continue trending up, hey, I'm looking good to break even before the end of the year. So. I have my personal goals set. Like all I want to do is break even for the year. I think if the market was red for the year and I was able to say that I had, you know, X percentage of money invested and I still broke even while everyone and all the hedge funds were red, I think that would be great, right? Um, but you know, a lot of people get it twisted and they, they want to make as much gains as they want in dangerous volatile environments like this. And I think you know, you could be the best trader in the world, but you're not going to be able to dodge uh, sort of macro events from like China and, you know, the Fed raising rates, inflation, uh, unemployment numbers. There's so many different ways to get got right now that is not put into consideration when you are on the buy side or sell side of options. So be careful. Um, the Twitch stream is always there if you want to, you know, talk through anything. Um, options related, stock related, life related, doesn't matter. Twitch.tv slash real theta gang. I recently moved uh, the, the Twitch stream, um, though I haven't announced it or done it yet. So I have my jujitsu class on um, at seven o'clock on Tuesdays now. So I think I will stream um, like five thirty on Tuesdays. Like I'm pretty set on that. So that's eight thirty Pacific time or Eastern time, but five thirty Pacific time. So five thirty p.m. Pacific time. I'll be streaming um, on Tuesday, this coming Tuesday, and it should be pretty fun. Uh, it would be nice to kind of get the stream out of the way so I don't have to kind of like, you know, be starving during the stream when I come home from jujitsu. <laughs> so it would be a nice change of pace. And uh, yeah, hope to see everyone there. Let's go on to the next section. On the new thetagain.com website updates, there is now a similar stocks section under each of the symbols that you look for, any of the companies that you look for in the search bar. Um, these will give you just a little bit more content to just kind of click through. I think it's pretty nice. Um, and it just makes the site just even more um, intertwined. I like the, I, I wanna increase the average session time for the website. I just wanna see more people kinda 
you know, get lost in the UI a little bit. And, uh, you know, if there's anything that's super wrong, bad, uh, or just buggy, let me know at juniathedigame.com. I always love when people report in bugs and stuff. Michael reported in one of the one of the bugs for the notes and the links kind of <laughs> running out of the divs. It's it's very interesting, just like what you don't catch on your own. So it's it's really fun, you know, just maintaining the betagame.com, my baby. Um, and uh, yeah, it's fun. There's also the latest price. So if you go to the symbol, it's not just or a company in the you know betagame.com. It's not just the company. Uh, name anymore it's the company name as well as the latest price and the percentage change for the day it just makes it feel just a little bit more uh i guess res responsive isn't the right word not for not for this context at least um it makes it feel uh more i guess informational i want to make sure that like anything that i go to any other website for uh, i bring it to thinking.com so whether if it's latest price or I always search for P&E ratio. So that's like the main reason why that's the only metric there for right now. Um, but yeah, I, I want to bring in some sort of calendar uh, system or some way to set up your own notifications. Um, maybe it's like, you know, following a company and then you can be notified that, hey, this company is reporting earnings soon or something, something like that. Um, or like you could sign up for dividend reports or you know dividend notifications that of ex-dividend dates. I think that's the sort of like route that I'm trying to take this to. But as of right now, I think I've completed my short-term objectives of just like making the website feel just a little bit more clean. I've cleaned up a lot. I've made a lot of CSS changes or stylistic changes to the website that are really small, but like put together with all the small changes, it makes the site feel a lot more clean. Um, at least at least to me. I don't know if other people notice, but um, it definitely makes me feel even more proud of the website because you know, I've developed this entire thing and sometimes I develop so fast that, you know, I don't make room or make time to, to kind of fix up the small things, but I fixed them up now and uh, I'm proud proud to say that, you know, this is uh <laughs> this is me. This is mine. <laughs> There are two posts on Wall Street Bet that uh, Wall Street Bets that kind of stood out to me today. I'm uh, finding myself to like really only look at it now um, in like two points during the week. Sort of like uh, when I stream, sometimes I like kind of browse through it as people um, kind of start tuning in, uh, just as like filler before I actually start looking at like my tasty works and stuff and answering questions. Um, and then another time is like right before or during my uh, my podcast recording, and uh, I'm pleased to see that there is a uh, like a Theta Gang inspired uh, front page post that says "Discovered Iron Condors, January 2020 uh, should have bought a house instead." And then I look at the screenshot. There's eleven dollars and eighty-seven cents left in the in the portfolio on Robinhood, as Robinhood has the best graphs of all time. They're very ingenious for, you know, really, really making the spark line of the graph the main focal point of the app. I think that was very, very smart, very revolutionary, in my opinion. Um, but uh, yeah, and the portfolio is down 90.5K, uh, uh, or 99.99% down on the portfolio. 
Um, in the graph, because you can't see it, it's definitely down and to the right. Uh, but you also see like a blip of it going up where he could have or she could have definitely made some good money with iron condors like for their first trade and the max losses for iron condors is so insane i don't know why people play them uh you get paid more to volatile environments like this but it's just it's it's in that phrasing it, you get paid right let me just explain iron condors you get paid if the price basically stays flat iron condors benefit from selling options on both uh, of it going up and going down so you benefit the most the more flat the stock trades but because you're selling these options the more volatile something is the more you get paid so your buffer for error is bigger because your break even is also higher um, but you also want to make sure that you're not trading into like one of the most volatile times in our, like our trading history to be honest um, so you know he said that this or he or she said that this was uh, the beginning of January where you know we started going really heavily just down 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 so they were hitting max losses on the bottom side of the condor like over and over again with some like occasional big ups um, which I'm sure that they just got like bursts of luck in but wow it is really incredible um, just how bad iron condors like kind of did during this time of year um, but this is also from a perspective, like a very retrospect sort of perspective, right? Like if, you know, we started trading flat and this is this was equally like a 100% up sort of screenshot, then yeah, it would have been a good play. But I, for, for how long I've been trading, um, I've started doing data game exclusive trades for like since 2019. Um, I have never like i've done iron condors before you can go to juni.com uh, or not juni.com uh, datagame.com slash juni um and you'll see some iron condors as some of my first trades uh but i just didn't like that it the, i didn't like the max loss scenarios of iron condors and how how much how many moving parts there were to it it was just very hard to manage because i have a small brain and i like to keep things simple uh, so there are a lot of different areas where you can kind of take it, take the trade into your own hands and kind of not let the numbers play out, which I think is what happened here, especially at the very tail end of this graph, because there's like a plummet of like 50K you know, worth of capital in this in this graph that he, um, they posted a screenshot of. So let this be a warning. Um, during volatile times, you do get paid more for your iron condor, but you get there's a justification for that pay. Uh, you get paid because it's more volatile, but you are playing a playing a strategy that benefits from the stock trading flat. So you can see that being very, um, you know, very uh, what's it like inversal? What's the word that I'm looking for? Very, very inverse of each other. Like <laughs> what? Very. It's a very incompatible uh, logic. There, you get paid more for the stock trading flat. Um, but you know, you have to benefit that the stock trades, flat. I don't know. I don't know why people do this, but to be fair, um, oh, also this says January, 2020. I thought this was 2022. No. Wow. Wow. 
So it, this it just makes it makes more sense. Definitely retrospect here. Definitely retrospect. But remember in 2020 where all we did was go up, and then 2021 where all we did was go up, and then here we are in 2022, and all we're basically doing is going down. Iron condors, you know, in these last two years have not done well according to the screenshot, and um, I think I made that realization on my own. Uh, but you know. It, it it's tough if you i i have to just like trust at face value that this person did uh only trade um iron condors and this isn't like a very misleading graph um but it's hard it would be really hard pressed to find someone that's dedicated to just iron condors and then having the graph kind of look like this um because there is a, like a huge dip at the end too, where it just looks like they went on. They, it looks like they took a break, invested some into stocks, <laughs> and they just full tilt and then just like slammed iron condors at the very end, or just bought like really like dangerous uh, long options at the very end. Got got. But um, yeah, quick reminder: iron condors they pay you a lot, but then it's I still think that the pay that it pays you is not worth it, um, and you get paid a lot because it's. Uh, a more volatile environment right now but you're also using a strategy that bets on the trade going flat which is very you know i still can't think of the word um but it's very inverse the logic is just inverted like there's just it doesn't make sense i also just want to quickly cap uh that off with if you've traded iron condors in the last two years and you've made money on a few of them i think that is really good I think that's great. I'm cheering for you, but uh, I'm specifically in this context talking about someone that's supposedly traded only iron condors or majority iron condors in the last like almost three years. So it has not worked out well. And you know the macro environment of us going up for two years and then down for you know almost one year, it's it hasn't been good. So let this just be a warning, um, not a rule. In very uh, recent Wall Street Bets fashion uh, these days, there is a top gilded post that has like 20, no, like closer to 30 guilds. Like you can, you know, tip people on Reddit and they have like Reddit Plus or whatever, Reddit Pro. Um, I don't know, you just give people credit on posts. It's like more than just an upvote. You give them like, uh, Reddit gold essentially and it lets them have like an ad free experience and stuff uh, but this post that has like 30 of those uh, is a meme um, that has a man standing in the back of another man from the WWE the person in front has, is labeled hedge funds thinking Best Buy or I keep saying Best Buy uh, but Bed Bath & Beyond is over and the bigger, stronger, more menacing man in the back is labeled apes. And that's that's the state of Wall Street bets now. It's like, dude, it's it's lost so much of its angst. I don't know. Like I used to feel so I like I'll, I'll admit it, I felt cool like when I was like part of Wall Street bets. Um back in like 2017, 2018, and like a lot of 2019. 
um, I felt cool because it was just a whole bunch of people, like no filter. Everyone was just kind of talking how they wanted to talk, and like the jokes were original at that point. Uh, but man, it is, it is. This is, this isn't the same. But there's also probably 10 million more people than there was when I was when I was in it. Um, I don't know. Uh, you're just kind of you're just kind of hearing like a OG Wall Street better kind of just like remorse right now. Um, shout out to the ones that know about JNUG. I think if you know about JNUG, uh, we were in Wall Street bets probably around the same time. Uh, the Mu 90s or the Mu 90s, Micron 90s, uh, AMD hitting 20 bucks. Uh, that was crazy at the time. Lots of good times um, during a time when I felt like I wanted to just like have another community outside of like what I was already doing, which was like basically just working. Like I was just working. I had a girlfriend at the time, but it was just. It was a lot of the same old thing. I was kind of looking for something new to do, and then I like Wall Street bets and kind of like like options trading got really big in my life. And I was like, oh yeah, this is so fun. And then there's like this really neat community where people just kind of said what they wanted to say. They were jerks, but then they were also nice when things had to get serious. Uh, but now it's now it's just it's just apes. It's sad, man. All right, and moving on to our like last section here, I think what I'm gonna actually start to do is uh, start talking uh, or answering questions from the Thady Gang subreddit on Reddit. Uh, I don't have any affiliation uh, with this uh, subreddit, like at all. Uh, I've been contacted by some mods before asking like if they could help out with the website or you know if i wanted to like be more active in the theta gang uh subreddit shout out to the ones that like hit me up uh that was cool i denied the request at the time because i was kind of just like really busy with uh the podcast and um uh, like developing the website and stuff uh but i think i'll just take a more passive um a seat to this to this uh kind of like plethora of content that I'm like calling it right now because there's a lot of good questions in here that I think I can answer uh, and they, these will start to be like topics of episodes. Um, it will get uh, it will give more exposure to the subreddit, which I think is good, um, and it will kind of help debunk what I think could be better about the Theta Gang subreddit but you know it is i think a lot more helpful than wall street bets right now which sounds really weird to say right like you would think like oh why would you ever think wall street bets would ever be helpful and that's how new some of you might be it's like wall street bets used to be like a really great place to like learn stuff and like have a joke at the same time but it's just not really like that anymore um anyway uh today's question uh, is a simpler one uh, just because I basically thought of this idea today um, I was like on Wall Street Bets like as I normally am like right before I record uh, and I saw that Iron Condors post and then like, I just like instantly thought of like oh I wonder what the Theta Game Reddit is like uh, doing it right now and I went there and then like what's different than uh, other subreddits is that the 
the main front page of Theta Gang are usually questions, which is good. It's it's like different. It's not like memes or like screenshots or content, which is you know, Wall Street Bets is still great for that sometimes. Um, but this is just a different. This is just a different vibe. I think our options is also like that too. Um, you just also have to be careful of who you listen to, uh, including me, right? You have to make sure that um, you know as much about the person's like trading history as possible prior to taking their advice because there are a lot of people online that love giving advice that don't have a track record or a proven one. Um, and so, you know, I have a track record. Uh, I think I have a proven one, um, but you know, that's up to you to decide. You can go to thetagain.com slash Junie to look at my all my trades that I've done um, to this day for the last like three and a half years or almost four years I guess um, and uh, yeah so uh, this question is is this a bad market environment uh, to get started in option selling and short answer yes uh, right now is not quite the time to start option selling. Um, there are different takes uh, that you can take this question. You can say like, oh, Junie, I think it's great to buy stocks right now, dollar cost average, and then sell occasional covered calls. To that, I would say, yeah, I think that's great. I think that's a very, very standard option for a lot of people. I wouldn't necessarily call that option selling because that's just you really oh, selling yes a covered call but that's not like a mainstay strategy that should you know benefit you largely in the long run um, what is I believe the most cost-efficient um, way to grow a portfolio is investing in a macro environment that benefits you aka a bullish one and then buying stocks and then not actually capping your gains I think selling covered calls is not the greatest thing in the world um there are just way better ways of i guess like recouping your losses which is like just buying more of the stock but that's hard because that requires a lot more money right it's very easy to sell a cover call when you've already bought a hundred shares of stock but it's more difficult to buy a hundred more shares after you bought a hundred of the stock already right so there are case in points of where you know cover calls make sense i think they always make sense if you're looking to just like hedge and take some of your uh gains off the table to for just a little bit more security but the way i interpret this question is that they want to really get into option selling as a whole they want to get into credit spreads and iron condors as uh, the the post even says um they say, I've been reading Option Trading Crash Course and the Option Traders Hedge Fund, as well as researching on Options Alpha and other sites. It seems like these strategies center around high probability trades and managing losses. I've been practicing on paper trading with credit spreads and iron condors, and I want to try starting with 3K, placing only very small trades, less than 100 risk each trade. I want to practice getting into and out of real trades, experiencing things like slippage and managing all that. Should I wait for the market to calm down before starting? Will ups and downs jack my results so much that I will learn bad habits or weird expectations? This person really knows how to ask a question and give like the, like the context. Right now, trading credit spreads and iron condors, you're going to hit your max loss really often. And it's going to feel really bad because... Uh, 
when I was trading option spreads, it was during a very, very predictable uptrend. It was like 2019. It was just selling put credit spreads and seemed good. Like it, the stock market would either trade flat or like slightly up. It was like a great time, very easy. Right now, we are moving like up a whole percentage point, sometimes up two percentage points, down two percentage points on SPY and QQQ. Very, very volatile. It can wipe all of your very small trades all at once. Like I can imagine you wanting to put $100 of risk in each trade. I think that's great. Um, but you want to um, open like 10 of them. Maybe you're opening like 10 put credit spreads and then the general macro environment goes down. Well, that's a hundred or that's not a hundred. That's a, that's 10 of your hundred dollar risk trades out the window. Um, they can't really recoup. Uh, and that's like a third of your bankroll. Um, say for example, you wanted to write 30 of them at once um, of different uh, trade types. Well, I think you could continue doing that in your paper trading account. I like that they want to start learning how to get in and out of real trades, but that doesn't really necessarily go into too much more detail of like how they plan on doing that. Um, one of my best pieces of advice I could give for a macro environment that benefits you for writing spreads or sh um, selling spreads or, you know, doing credit spreads is waiting till expiration after accounting for max loss will save a lot of your bad trades. Um, there's a lot of times where in like last week of expiration that the trade starts going in the other direction after it being red for a really long time and it ends up being green. Whereas someone that's like managing or touching their trades too much will exit out for a loss prior to that um, option having a chance. Um, and there's just like a whole bunch of other things that you want to like keep an eye out for because um, this person uh, mentioned slippage, which is great that they know. So you're going to have to like start learning about like, oh, you know, how do I designate that one option expiration is a weekly versus monthly because monthlies have more volume and in, in trades like they just have more trade volume and um, slippage is much less on monthlies than they are on weeklies because most hedge funds and most people trade monthlies because those just have more the more more volume and less slippage slippage is bad slippage is the difference between the bid and the ask and if there's less price discovery aka less people trading then there's gonna be more slippage because the you know bob and alice are like hey i know i'm not gonna sell this for less than a dollar and then she's like i'm not gonna buy this for more than 10 cents and there's like a lot of slippage there it's like 90 cents or 90 dollars worth of slippage um you also say or this person says that they want to only risk 100 bucks that's great uh if you want to do this sort of strategy um it's going to be uh very these are going to be very quick trades and they might not even be worth it depending on what brokerage you're using for example if you're on Robinhood, it might not matter right there's pros and cons to Robinhood or any brokerage that is free trading commissions free because um think about you know if you were on uh, another trading platform like interactive brokers or td ameritrade where you know tr option trades aren't free maybe you pay a dollar for each trade if you're receiving twenty dollars of credit for like a hundred dollars risked then suddenly going in and out of the trade you know is two bucks one dollar to buy into the trade or you know sell the trade 
and then another dollar to close the trade. And so, you know, two out of 20, that's 10%. So that's 10% of your gains gone by just going in and out. Some of you are saying like, oh, June, it's only two bucks. But prices fluctuate a lot less when you only have $100 of risk. I can't really explain why, because that's a lot of Greek math. Uh, I don't want to go into that. But um, every dollar counts when you're doing this sort of strategy. Um, I'd say the con of using a commission-free broker uh, like Robinhood or any of your other favorite uh, commission-free ones is that their UI is not really conducive to managing a lot of options at once. Um, so you really you know, don't get the benefit of being able to manage a lot of trades at once. Maybe I have it all twisted and you know this person wants to only risk 100 bucks like once a week. You know, they don't want to manage like 10 trades at once. I think at most, I've only had really three spreads open at once. I think that's like my limit. Um, uh, so that maybe that can, that can help out in that um, regard. But uh, yeah, I have so many, so many opinions on this. Um, but I think all in all, yes, this person should wait for the macro environment to kind of calm down. Um, I think inflation is really the only thing that needs to get under control in the macro environment, believing that you know the bottom is in and then we're good. You can never dodge Ukraine sort of news or like China defaulting news, like that sort of stuff. But um, getting a measure on inflation, I think, is a pretty, like, pretty. Uh, it's a pretty good idea. Um, you know, it's very predictable on you know when we get the numbers because there's a CPI report, there's the FOMC meeting. Um, you know, there's not a date on when the Ukraine war is going to end, but there are dates. You know, there's also no date on when inflation is going to flip the corner. But then there are me dates and meetings that are very scheduled and planned and speeches that you can trade to and get a better um, sense of where the economy or inflation is going. So wait it out. Um, this, I mean, this person definitely um, like illustrates a good question asker like they they put a lot of context here i've gotten a lot of context for just reading this in like the last like 30 minutes so i think um yeah they're in they're headed in the right direction i don't think that they've had the realistic part of trading yet of like losing money if with spreads and iron condors um and, but they seem excited and they seem like they have a good head between their shoulders. They, they talk about risk. Uh, for example, they uh, mentioned like at the top of the paragraph, I like the risk definition of credit spreads and iron condors. And they also say, I've been liking option selling strategies a lot. I'm not looking for home run trades. So very optimistic. Um, I would say in a very, you know, option selling biased environment you're looking for a market that is going up and to the right and you're selling put credit spreads in my history of trading call credit spreads have not worked well um and i have data points to prove that you can go to datagame.com slash juni um yeah entering real trades is a lot more different than paper trading that is for sure because when you lose on a real trade especially with spreads and on condors you lose money like you don't get that money back. You're not you're not you know getting assigned shares or anything. Um, you just lose money. 
uh, and that can start tilting you, you have to make sure you kind of kind of get yourself used to some sort of system because if you start going in and out of trades before their expiration, um, you're opening yourself up to lose a lot more than if you had let the numbers play out. The probability of profit is a really strong number and it really tells you like, hey, wow, you have a 70 to 80% chance of winning on this trade. And, but then if you keep exiting out your trades for a loss, the second it goes red, you're not letting the numbers play out. Um, which is a lesson learned only by, I think, experience. Um, but it's, it's hard to know, you know, until you, you, um, you actually get got. I, I don't know how else to say it. Like, you're, you know, everyone has this, like, common path, I think, with selling options. It's like, whoa, you know, I just put on this 70% probably a profit trade. Uh, I'm, like, really in favor of winning, and I've won my first, like, 20 bucks. Wow, this was easy. Yeah, I'm just selling options to Wall Street bets. And then they put on, like, $10,000 worth of risk because they won on this other 70% probability of profit trade. And then, boom, that's the trade that ends up going in the other direction, and they end up losing $10,000. And they're like, wow, I had a 70% chance of losing, and I lost. Wow, this system is rigged. They don't want us to win. I'm gonna go join the apes. It's like, no, dude, you just, you didn't, you didn't follow rule number one. <laughs> nice, come on, dude. Um, yeah, but like some of the video games that I play, um, I play Dota. Um, the mental is my favorite part. I love the mental. It's especially with like jujitsu as well. Like when you're getting crushed by someone on top maybe you're you're on bottom side control or you know you're in someone's triangle and you're like you know in the brink of just like tapping or you're in the brink of like getting out you have to realize there's some urgency that you have to like put into whatever situation you're in but the number one piece of advice is you gotta slow down the more frustrated you get the more wrong things are gonna happen i've I've messed up a lot in my professional career where, you know, there's big incidents and big outages and, you know, there's a lot of things that I might have caused that might have gone wrong or other people that did things that might have gone wrong. The number one thing I always do is I purposely slow down. Like sometimes I'll like, I'll get like a call that our servers down. I'll be like, okay, you know, this is something that we need to solve right now. Good head on my shoulders. I'm gonna close out all of all, out of all my tabs. I'm gonna close out of like everything. I'm gonna start fresh. Who do I need to pull in? Who owns what? Who knows how to get into what? I'll contact them first. You know, go out in very orderly fashion. Write up the incident report. All this stuff. Maybe in jujitsu, it's hey, they got their hooks in. I'm really deep into like I don't know their, this back take. Hey, just hold. Just gotta handle the bottom hook. Slide my back out. Keep my neck protected. Breathe. Just gotta keep breathing. It's cool. I'm not gonna get tapped here. I'm good. They, they don't got nothing. Or it's Magic the Gathering. It's like, oh, I got only one point of HP left. I died to a lightning bolt. I died to a lot of things. But you know, just gotta make sure that I don't make any play mistakes. Don't forget my triggers. It's a whole bunch of things that you can relate this to. Everything in life, I think or not everything, there's a lot of things in life that is like very, very, very mental. And options trading is definitely one of those things. Um, if you start freaking out, a lot of things are gonna go wrong. But this this user here is definitely raising the best points that um, I think are 
required to kind of just be aware of before diving into option selling strategies. So I wish them the best. I hope that they, you know, find out um, someday that they were on this podcast, but, uh, you know, kind of just save this for later. Anyway, um, I have to uh, pretend that I know how to golf for 18 holes in like an hour, I think. Um, so wish me luck. It's really hot today. Um, but yeah, got my adult stuff out of the way. Uh, did the podcast, worked on the website a little bit, and then now I'm going to enjoy some time outside uh, with some of my friends. And uh, yeah, I called my parents today as well. So I'm kind of like just checking off all the boxes. And I think we got to go grocery shopping, but not sure. Anyway, um, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate you all. Um, and hopefully next week, or this coming week, the CPI number is down and uh, the market rallies and then the next episodes either a question from the subreddit or the theta gang subreddit or it's about my plan on what i'm buying and like what my you know short-term plans are um but that is all tbd i'll see everybody on the twitch live stream uh this tuesday at 5 30 p.m pacific time aka 8 30 eastern time uh and yeah one more time thank you and then have a nice day I want to give a quick shout out to Arfman, a brilliant Beans J. Kim, Can't Make Money, IRL, Chicken Dinner, Empty Cans, Fancy Wolf, Froggy Fresh Trades, Grandpa 95, Jay Z and Kaput, Lazy Reservice, Leo Jetson, Lord Skeletor, Maestro XC, Mallman 1856, McFly, M. Hayden, Mike D, Mitch Brady 7, Mods, Mr. Integrity, Mr. Sneezy, Pasture Bedtime, Pocket Change, Rooster, Rustier, Seneca, Shifty, Slow Motion, Statistically Random, Sumatrix, The Jester, Data Rate, Upstream Puddle, Latty C, and Ensis 88. Thank you all for listening, and I'll see you all next week. Bye-bye.